Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. For one rental at a time, it is June 28th. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, June 28th. This is your daily financial news. Lots of really cool stuff to talk about today. Let's start with the Case-Shiller Index. If you don't know what the Case-Shiller Index is, it's basically, it basically produces an average price for the U.S. housing market. They actually produce three different variables, one for the country, one for the top 10 cities, and one for a 20-city matrix. We will do that now. Uh, so it came in. The Case-Shiller Index came in plus, so not negative. Some of you guessed yesterday negative. Sorry, not negative. Not yet anyways. Plus, not 10, not 15, not 20, but 20.4%. Now, you have to remember, as I've said every time I talk about the Case-Shiller Index, it is very old information. In a world where interest rates explode and the housing market changes fast, data from April, maybe not the best. But again, it is reported. It will be all over the media today. So let's go through the numbers. Again, Case-Shiller plus 20.4 nationally. Their 10-city composite, 19.7. And their 20-city composite, 21.2%. So crazy numbers. Just for reference, Tampa, Florida, 35.8, Miami, 33.3, and Phoenix, 31.3. So Case Shiller up. I suspect Case Shiller in May may tell a different story. Uh, We will once again do this contest and see what you all think. But again, Case Shiller up. What I wanted to do was bring more current data. I found a report on cities with the largest price cuts. Now, this is price cuts on a percentage basis. There are, I don't know, we'll go through three or four of them together. This was from Bloomberg. I got it on Twitter is where I found it. Uh, So what this is, is major metro. We're going to talk about May 21 and May 22. So year on year compare. For example, Uh, Let's talk about the number one, Sacramento, California. This is percent of inventory with a price cut. In May of 21, 7.1% of listings in Sacramento had a price cut. That is unexpected, right? This is a year ago. This is before all of these interest rates went up. Why is that? How can that be? Folks, remember what I always say. Owners of properties often, even in crazy bananas seller's market like May of 21, have an unrealistic expectation of their home. So even in the hottest of hot, hot, hot markets, you will see price drops. Sacramento, May 21, 7.1%. 
Fast forward to May of 2022, completely different market, FOMO from sellers, world's ending. What do we got? 14.9% of listings have a price drop. Again, a price drop does not mean a value drop. A price is plucked out of thin air, often with an owner who has unrealistic expectations. What we are going to see, in my opinion, is sellers pick that number, list it, no activity, they'll pull it off. So we're going to see a very, very changing market. So Sacramento, 7.8% difference year on year. Let's do Salt Lake City, 7.7. Again, hot, hot, hot market. Now 15.5%. Again, an increase of 7.8%. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona is going bananas. I'm trying to reach out to a couple of brokers I know in Phoenix. I want to hear what's going on. I want the numbers. I hear inventory is exploding. Let's see what's going on in Phoenix. A year, Phoenix was the number one housing market for three years in a row, according to Case Schiller. It's now number three, I think. Maybe it's number four. But anyways, even last year, 6.6% of listings had a price drop. Now, 13.3%. Let's do one more. Las Vegas, Nevada. Good old Brian Lebo brought us data. We, We said the party's over. Last year, the hottest of hot market of Las Vegas, Nevada had 7.3% of listings with price drops. Now, 13.7%. So again, To me, when I saw this, the first thing that struck me is, oh my God, there were price drops last year? Of course they were. Wish pricing is not a new phenomenon. Wish pricing is just more relevant today because we have FOMO from sellers. Oh my God, I missed the top. I got to get out. Oh no, nobody likes my home. I have to take it off the market. Standard stuff. Uh, So that's Kate Schiller. That is price cuts. Next, big banks. I thought this was really funny. Uh, yesterday, I did an interview. I think it went live at 5 o'clock with Taylor, who's a 10-year Wall Street veteran, and I made some predictions. Big banks are reporting on July 14th and 15th. In that video, I said four of six banks will raise their dividend. Two of the six will talk about reserves, and we will hear layoffs. Lo and behold, like four hours later, um, Bank of America increased its dividend 5%. Morgan Stanley, 11%. Wells Fargo, 20%, and Goldman Sachs, 25%. Four out of six. Nailed it. I thought they'd wait till earnings, but they did it this week. And then JP Morgan and Citigroup did not raise and said, we have increasingly stringent capital requirements, uh, and thus we will keep our dividend the same. Again, that's code for, yeah, we can't do it. So next up, we'll hear about layoffs and things again. I thought it was amazing. I talked about it at 9.30 with Taylor and posted it at 5, and lo and behold, it already happened. I felt pretty good about that call, so that was that was fun. Uh, IBM CEO was out on uh, CNBC yesterday talking about 20%. One in five workers are at the office three days a week. Think about that. One in five, three days a week. 
office space needs to be rethought. If this is going to be a trend going forward, we're going to see the Silicon Valley lose people again. We are actually probably going to see if you if you can live in I don't know, Boise, Idaho, why can't you live in Costa Rica or the Philippines or somewhere else? We are going to see increasingly companies outsource to other countries as this work from home, work from anywhere uh, really grabs hold. I was shocked. As I was shocked. As a sales leader who ran teams and you had, uh, you had a culture and you had sharing, it would shock me if we weren't together more than three days a week. But wow, crazy. So let's talk about Fed funds. I don't know if you know this, but Wall Street basically has bets on what the Fed will do. Taylor and I talk about this again, 10-year uh, Wall Street veteran. We talk every Monday. There are two bets that are interesting. July, and then that stands for end of year, E-Y-O, or E-O-E-O-Y, end of year. So July, 95% bet that the Fed raises 75 points. And yes, folks, I called that weeks ago before it was popular. And then second, there is an 89% bet that the Fed funds rate will go up one point, 175 basis points between today and the end of the year. Wow. I called for three to three and a quarter in my whiteboard of the 2022-2023. We're kind of right in that. And I want to be clear. I called those numbers months before these were popular when people were calling 2%. So it's fun to see it go that direction. Mark Zandi is out on the news now talking about housing. He is the chief economist of Moody's Analytics, Mark Zandi. Mark Zandi's been around a while. He's very good at what he does. I, I Shout out, Mark. He does amazing stuff. He's a very good predictor, I believe. He looks at the data correctly. He, he, he cut his teeth in the last recession. So if you read something from Mark, I like his stuff. He sees a housing correction, not a crash. Correction being defined as less than 10%, just to get clarity, but not nationally. He sees some cities like Jacksonville, Tampa, Phoenix, potentially seeing price drops over the next 12 to 18 months. Again, not national, not a crash, but possibly a correction in cities. Folks, my opinion, Mark's opinion, Kay Schiller's opinion about the national housing market, please, it might be entertaining to you, but it should mean that much, this much, to your buy box. You need to have a buying criteria. I now have a playlist on this channel called Deep Dive. There's a 60-minute presentation on buy box. Watch it. You should have a buy box. You should have your criteria. You should look at every day. And given price drops and listings exploding, your buy box should be all kinds of different colors and dates and changes. Please understand your buy box. Your only job as a real estate investor is to learn the average return of your buy box. If you want help, there's a course called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. If you don't have the 320 bucks, no harm, no foul. Watch the free content right here. 
Don't know if you saw this, but Kathy Wood is out on CNBC again. She's out saying the U.S. is already in a recession. She admits to underestimating the stickiness and power of inflation. She thinks the increase in inventories will lead to deflation this year. Kathy, as always, I think you are directionally correct. However, your timing is off again. Folks, did you know, did you know, CPI, Consumer Price Index, the largest contributor to CPI is rent, then fuel, then food. Do you know what percent clothing makes up of CPI? Last time I checked, it was 2.4. It might be 2.3% today. So in theory, you could give clothing away, give it away for zero, and you would see CPI fall 2.3%. Now, nobody's going to give clothing away, so don't think that. But to say that Walmart and Target, because of their mismanagement of goods, is going to cause deflation across the important sectors is wishful thinking. It is true. Clothing will go on sale. In fact, I told you in December of last year that we should move Christmas to the summer right now. We just should. There was nothing available then, no sales then. We're going to have all of this disruption when the supply chains loosen. So let's just all agree to move Christmas to July 25th. So I knew this was coming months ago. We are here now. Now what is happening? Companies are canceling orders. This will all work itself out in 90 days. It's not going to be a continuous trend, in my opinion. The housing market slowdown is impacting China. China is a net exporter, as we all know. Housing market is slowing down, not only impacting lumber and copper, but now impacting appliances, what they call white goods. I don't know why white goods, but whatever. White goods, furniture, and home decorations. China imports could be down 20%. This is another strike against the Chinese economy. I think the Chinese economy is in a recession. We're not talking positive 4% growth. We are talking negative growth. I do not think they will show us those numbers, but that is what I think. So I think China and Asia is in a recession. Europe, oh my goodness, in a recession. And I think there's a chance that we may be there soon. So that's what I got for you today. Again, Tuesday, June 28th, we should have three exciting interviews today. I believe we're talking with the Lumberjack today at 8. We will talk to Omar at 9. And that special guest that I talked about yesterday, we had a scheduling snafu. They're actually going to come on today at 10 o'clock, fingers crossed. So that is an interview I can't wait to share with you all. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Like, comment, subscribe. And again, this morning I put out a video at 7 called Stimulus Ballers. I want to hear your story about Stimulus Ballers. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye.